Hey everybody, thanks for joining us at the Central and Janesville podcast. Please remember to check us out on centraljanesville.com throughout the week. We're excited for wherever God's got you at right now, and we hope this message brings you a little closer. Thanks. Uh, I'm not really going to do a sermon today. We're, uh, when, when we started talking about doing a worship weekend, um, I, I thought to myself, I knew that I was supposed to do some sort of devotional times through the, through the service, but I thought to myself, um, what, what a lot of people struggle with um, is the ability to, to take what we do here, to connect with God in a place other than this place. And, and you know, when I was growing up, there was a time alone with God, sure to do something called devotions every day, you know what I mean? Like, or your time alone with God, whatever you call it, um, but to do it every day at a specific time and in a specific way. And I always wanted to be that person, and I never was. Like I was just ne- like I've struck. I'm a I'm a pastor. I call myself a professional Christian, um, but and and I've struggled with this my whole life. And um, and part of it was I felt like I was just trying to be. I was trying to be squeezed into a box that I just didn't fit, that just wasn't for me. And so over the years, I, I learned some things about um, what it, because the point of devotions is not, is not the actual time that you spend. The point of devotions is being with God. And so what does it look like in my life, in your life, to, to connect with God on a regular basis. And it's going to look different for everybody in this room. So what we're going to do today, I'm going to lead you through, instead of me talking about a bunch of stuff, I'm just going to lead you through some experiences that maybe you've never tried to have before that I think are super easy to replicate when you're by yourself. And so that's all we're going to do today. We're going to worship in between. We're going to do, but I, I do want to talk about three main ways that we connect with God on the everyday. Um, and so we're going to start with worship. We're going to talk about Bible study or Bible reading. And then we're going to talk about prayer. And I know those are all big topics, but I, I want to dig into each one as they relate to what it looks like for you to connect with God when you are not being led into that. Um, and so we're going to start with worship. And worship is a, a weird thing. I think when we hear the word worship, we think about this. We think about that. Um, but worship is so much bigger than what happens on a stage, so much bigger than what happens on an hour on Sunday morning. Worship is something that, um, that is part of our everyday. I, a bunch of us are going to watch a Packer game this evening, and let's not pretend that we don't wor- those of us who are fans don't worship the Packers a little bit. Um, Kellen, I know, worships the Vikings. I've been praying for him. Um, but I... I, I, the, the idea of worship is, is, is placing worth on something. It, it's a, the, the ability to show your devotion to something because of the attributes that that thing has. Um, and our God is the only one who's actually worthy of our worship. And yet we spend a lot of our time worshiping other things. And so I want to talk about what does it look like to worship God when you are by yourself, how do you find a way to worship God? Now, some of this stuff is going to be applicable to when you're here too. But, uh, but I, what I've learned over the years 
is that worship, the actual practicality. I'm not talking about the theology of it. Man, I could get up here and I could try to give you a theological understanding of worship that's important, but that's not what we're doing today. I want to give you a practical understanding of worship. I want, to, I want to talk about what it looks like when you're actually doing it, when it's actually happening. What's the physical, mental, uh, emotional stuff that happens in us when we worship? And I, I think that what it really comes down to is once we have decided to worship our God, the, the difficulty comes when we get distracted. It is, I'll tell you, worshiping God is about winning the battle in your mind. Because here's what happens. You get into church, you sit down, the worship starts, you stand up, and there are a million distractions. Maybe you walk through the door with them, right? The stuff that keeps you up at night, that's a distraction. But it's not just that, it's the person shifting in their seat next to you. It's the, um, the th- word on the screen that's mis- misspelled, you know what I mean? That gets you pulled out of it. And so you're, now you're thinking about the service instead of worshiping our God. It might even be something great, like somebody is singing a song and they're doing a great job. And that's a really cool thing, but that's not what we're here for. Listening to good music is not what we're here for. That's not worship. I mean, we try to, I mean, these guys are fantastic, um, but, but that's not the point. They're pointing to the one who is worthy of our worship. And so sometimes, actually, the amazing thing that's happening on the stage can be the distraction in, in itself. So we have, to, we have to win the battle in our mind, the battle for our attention. And I don't know about you, but I feel like um, when I'm trying to focus and concentrate on something like that, I feel like ADD boy. You know, like, I like my, uh, can I get more than 30 seconds of concentration on anything before my mind goes wandering off? And then I feel bad about myself. I'm like, I don't, doesn't God deserve more than that from me? Like, I, I feel like a jerk. Like, what's wrong with me? All these other people are worshiping. How come I can't? How come I can't keep my focus? And, um... And I've learned over the years that, uh, just like a lot of things, God is not surprised that we're distracted. You know? He made us. He created the brains that we've got. Did you see that I accidentally did this? (laughs) But he created the brains that we have, and he knows that they are flighty, that they go off in different directions. And so instead of our attention, the battle for our attention being, oh, I'm so mad at myself for losing my attention, instead, we just see it as an opportunity. Here's what I've learned over the course of the years is, I know that when I'm worshiping, my mind is going to wander. And instead of being upset, I just bring it back. And then I focus for as long as I can. And then my mind wanders again. I don't get upset about it. I just bring it back. Because I know it's going to happen. God knows it's going to happen. It's part of the deal. This is how it works. We just, we can't get frustrated about our wandering mind. We just, we wander and then, oh yeah, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And and then our mind wanders over here. Look at that misspelled word. Oh, let's get it back over here. Oh man, Quinn sounds really good. Let's get it back over here. That's all fine. Why are we upset about it? It is about winning the the battle for our attention. We just keep bringing it back. Now, um, there's another thing that happens in... Um, worship that you probably see, and maybe some of you guys do it, but you see people like raising their hands. Um, I do a lot of moving when I'm worshiping. 
And the reason is because movement can actually focus your mind. Something physical in your body can focus your mind for the task at hand, which is giving worth to our God. Now, um, like we could all start talking about things that are... Um, that are great about our God, and we could worship all out on our own. But when we're here together, that's one great thing about, about music. Music and lyrics kind of, they, they focus our energy, our, the direction of our worship, so that we're all doing it together in one direction, and that's a wonderful thing, and it allows us to focus. Um, but then when, when, I, when I sing a song and I lift my hands to God, there is something that happens physically that actually focuses my mind mentally when I when I move or I, you guys probably have seen me worship in the past and I I do a lot of things like this I don't know why <laughs> but it's like I'm I'm in I I'm connecting to this I'm into this it matters to me that kind of a thing and so some of the phys I'm not saying this is for everybody but you may want to try physically connecting with your worship because it can give you focus that, it, that you can't get other ways. And so um, before we get into worship, we're about to get into worship uh, for a song here, and we're going to kind of practice some of these things. I want to invite you into that, that as your, as your mind gets distracted, you're going to bring it back. As your mind gets distracted, you're going to bring it back. And maybe you're going to step out in a physical way that will help you to, um, to concentrate. But we're going to just sing one song in a second here that, um, that allows you to practice it. But before we do that, I, I said I wasn't going to do a whole theological thing, and I'm not, but it's so important for us to know we have this God who is right here. We are not worshiping a God who's far away. We are not worshiping some, some being that's in another dimension that's, that we have to yell really loud so he can hear us. Our God is right here in the very air that we breathe. He is closer than the person next to you. He is, we don't have to, we don't have to rush to, to go find him. He is right next to you. And so we get a chance to worship him. How amazing. If you, if, if we really believe that, our minds should be blown by it. But I want to remind us that the ability to, to whisper our worship to our God came at a price. Jesus walked around this earth. I, I think sometimes back to when Jesus was here and I'm like, man, I wish I was there. I wish I could hear him speak. I wish I could touch him. I wish I could be with him. And here's the truth though. Jesus said, I need to go. I got to go to the Father so that I can send the Holy Spirit to be with you because the Holy Spirit is a whole different kind of an animal. The Holy Spirit is this experience of God in the very air that we breathe. And so Jesus chose to go to the cross to die for us. And so when we walk in the doors, we don't just walk in those physical doors. We walk into the throne room of God. When we walk into the presence of God, we walk through a door and that door is the broken body of Jesus. We don't have any other entrance. And so every time we worship, we take communion. You're welcome to take that out right now. Grab your communion stuff. 
Every time we worship, we take communion as a reminder that this is the door through which we walk into the presence of God. That Jesus, when he was with his friends, he took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Take it and eat. Uh, okay, so that's the first one, worship. The second one is scripture. Now, um, <clears throat> I love scripture. Uh, I love the Bible. Um, but I think it, it's a complicated thing when we start talking about reading scripture on your own. And here's why. I, I've, listen, I've been in ministry for a lot of years. And one of, the, one of the hardest things for everybody to do something on their own is to read the Bible on their own. And it's, be, and it's because I hear the same thing every time. I, I read it and I have no idea what I'm reading. I read it and I don't understand it. Anybody ever felt like that? I read the Bible. I'm, I know I'm supposed to read it. I do it, and it's like phew, right over my head, right? I don't get it. And, um, and I, 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 I get that, and I, I think it's because we have this idea of what reading the Bible should look like that I think is unrealistic. Here's the great thing about the Bible. It talks about itself, and when it talks about itself, it says that it is living and active. It is not a a document. It's not a book. We talk about it as if it's a book. The Bible is not a book like any other book. It's not, it's not words on a page. You know, I think there's a lot of us, um, I, I've said this in my brain a million times, God, if you would just come down and like write something on the wall and tell me what to do, would you please, okay, Penny, I see you've done that. Right, God, if you would just, just make it like really uber clear, speak something to me, obviously, right? And, and we think, man, I never hear from God. Can I just say, the word of God is him speaking to you clearly. The Bible itself is this, is this book that is filled with things that he wants to say directly to you. Now the problem is, we read it, it was written a whole long time ago, and then it was translated, and we don't always understand it. I get that. And, and, and so one of our problems in it is that we think we're supposed to read the Bible like we're studying for a test. Right? Like there's going to be some test at the end of it. So I got to understand everything that I read. I got to dig in. I, I, can't just, I can't just read it. I, gotta, I have to understand all of the things. It says something about Jacob. Who the heck is Jacob? You know, like well, it says, uh, it talks about this thing. I don't know who, what that thing is. I don't, know how, I don't understand all of these things. And so I, we get frustrated. Because that's how we read books, we read to understand for this text. But here's what I want to say. When you are reading scripture on your own, actually the truth is, I believe this is about scripture always. The word of God is not about information. It is about transformation. It is not about understanding, though I think we get understanding. But the word of God is not about building up our knowledge about him. The word of God is there so that the Holy Spirit can speak to us through it. That's why you read scripture. You're not studying for a test. You're not studying so that you feel like you're not a dummy Christian. Anybody ever feel like a dummy Christian? Like, like I, I, I'm supposed to know a whole lot more than I know. So I should read the Bible 
every day so that I'll know more so I won't feel like an idiot. That's not what the Bible's for. The Bible is there so that you can listen and hear from the Holy Spirit. That's the difference. So when you pick up your Bible and you get on a, I suggest get on the Bible app and get a Bible reading plan that suits you. There's a bajillion of them. Um, and you just have this chunk of scripture, right? And you're supposed to read it. And, and in your brain, you're like, I'm, I'm going to read it, but I don't get it at all. Listen, you don't have to get it. What you have to do is open yourself up so that the Holy Spirit might speak something to you through it. And so, um, don't get bogged down in the details. If there's something you don't understand, okay. At least in that moment. Maybe later you want to go back and study about it, great. But in that moment, don't worry about it. Don't get bogged down in the details. Just listen to the Holy Spirit. And so, in order to do that, before you listen to the Holy Spirit, pray. So, I always start, when I do my Bible reading, I say to God, speak something to me. Say something here. I, I, I am not looking for information. I am looking for the Word of God in my life. And so, when, that, when that's your goal... Man, it takes all the pressure off of reading the Bible. I'm not looking to, to be able to like do some kind of dissertation on this scripture. I'm not looking to study for a test. I'm just listening to the voice of God in my heart. Maybe he wants to say something to me today. So we've talked about worship, that it's a battle for attention. Uh, we've talked about scripture it's not about information. It's not about becoming a smarter Christian. It's about hearing the voice of God. Um, and, and now I want to talk about prayer. And again, man, this is another thing that we could talk about for weeks and weeks and weeks. And so I'm not going to try to cover the whole thing, but I do want to talk about what does prayer look like on the everyday, you alone with God. What does it look like? I, um, I don't know about you. I, I have a hard time. Um, I have a hard time praying for myself. Uh, I have no problem praying for you. Uh, you know, it's like uh, asking God something good for somebody else, easy thing. I don't know if it was the way I, I grew up, that you just don't ask for things, you know, but I, I, I struggle. I struggle asking for God for, for, thing, for whatever it is, you know, and, uh, and so I, I'm working on it uh, because here's what I know. God loves me. God loves you, and he is a good God, and he wants to give what we need, and I, I, so I know there's nothing wrong with asking, um, and so I'm, I'm working on it, and so that's one of the parts that I, uh, that I work hard on is, is actually praying for myself. What does that look like? How, what is it that I need? Maybe it's something tangible, physical, whatever, relief or something. Maybe it's uh, something a little bit bigger and uh, maybe it's, I just need him. 
you know? Um, so trying to, that's one of the things that I always want to um, hit when I pray. Uh, the other is I, I do have a list of people that I add to, of people that I want to pray for, sort of intercessory prayer, people that I love, people that I know about, people that I feel like God is asking me to pray about. So I, I've got add people that I add to the list. It's, it's a little harder to take people off that list. That's a little weird. But, um, but you, you, I do run through that list. Now, <coughs> But when I start praying, I have the same problem in prayer that I have in worship, and that is attention, right? My mind wanders. I think about other things. And so um, one of the things that helps me in prayer is actually writing out my prayers. I don't do it longhand. I do it in front of my computer, but I type my prayers. And this is just, I'm just making a suggestion. Maybe somebody that would be helpful to you. Maybe you write it out longhand. Here's what I like about writing out my prayers it helps me focus. It helps keep me in a direction. It helps make me think about what I'm actually praying about. It's, a, it's, it's less a, now I know there are lots of people who like to keep a journal, a prayer journal and look back on it. I don't do any of that stuff. I type it out, I delete it. Um, but I, because I know that I, later I'll go back and judge what I prayed. <laughs> and so I know I'm just gonna delete it. But for me, it's, it's the, it's the practice of having this thing, this physical thing that I'm doing that makes it real. It's one thing to think a prayer. It's another thing to write it out. And it makes it more real. It gives me more focus. That's something maybe that you want to try, writing out your prayers. Um, uh, th there's another thing that I do that is going to sound way weirder. Are you ready? I mean, this one's a little out there. I, I use, a, when I'm praying, I use a lot of imagery, and by that, I mean I make crap up. Like I, in my brain, I think to myself, I imagine a space where I am with Jesus himself. So for me, it's a, most of the time, I think of a place that I've been that's beautiful, because I, I love nature. That's, uh, the, the truth is, I don't, I don't, um, that's probably the way that I commune with God the best when I'm all by myself and I'm out in nature, I'm hiking or I'm kayaking or whatever I'm doing out there, that's the time that I connect with my God the best. And so pretty much I don't connect with God all winter, but no, I'm just kidding. That was a joke. That was a joke. Um, but I, I, with this imagery thing, I, I'll think about places that I've been, and I'll think about a beautiful place, and I will imagine myself there and Jesus sitting next to me. I don't, you know, I don't know what Jesus looks like. By the way, he's not white, just FYI. <laughs> um, but I, I, I don't know what Jesus looks like, but I'll imagine him. I'll imagine somebody seated next to me, and I'll think, I'll be able to look in, and when I pray, I'm not then praying to some far-off, nebulous, weird thing, I, I'm praying to the God who is right next to me. And, so, and I know that can sound super weird. I know that's just a, it's an imagery thing, but I'm telling you, for me, it makes all the difference in the world. Picturing, so sometimes it's that picture. Sometimes I'll picture myself in a throne room because I need the God who can get stuff done. You know what I mean? 
And I will pray, to, I will pray at the footstool. We, we read the scripture at the end of that scripture. I will lay, bow at the footstool of the throne room of God and ask the king of all kings, who is exalted above all the other nations, that king to do in my life what nobody else can do. Sometimes that's the image that I have in my brain. And so I, I just, that's another possibility for you if you're, if, if you're imaginative. It, it helps me focus. For me to pray to a God who is face to face with me makes a difference. And so just want to throw that out as another possibility. And so we're going we're gonna to practice praying. And, um, but before we do that, there's one more thing that I always try to do when I spend time in prayer. And this one's weird too, but uh, it's not weird, it's just hard. And that is listening. So we pray, and by pray we mean, here's all the things that I need from you, God. Um, but prayer is really a conversation. I, I want to speak to God, but I really want him to speak to me. And he does through his scripture. But then there are some times when I just need to be quiet, and give him the opportunity to speak to me in the quiet. And, um, and I know it's a weird thing. And I'm going to be honest with you. Nine times out of ten when I do this, I don't hear a dang thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, actually, it's probably more than nine times out of ten. I just, it, it, that's just not it. But sometimes. Sometimes I do. So um, it's, it's kind of like the worship thing. Sometimes, in this case, on the listening part, I, I let my mind wander. God, take my mind where you want me to go. Let me think about it. And I'll, I'll tell you, most of the time, like I said, I don't hear a thing. Just, just three weeks ago, there was a beautiful day. It was before all the coldness. Maybe it was a little more than three weeks ago. Um, and it was like, you know, almost 60 degrees out and sunny, and I sat on the deck, and I'm like, I'm just going to listen. I'm just going to be quiet before God. And I sat out on the deck, and I'm telling you, this is a very rare thing for me, but God spoke something into me that day. And it, I'm sure you'll hear about it at some point, but I, I believe that he spoke a, a vision to me about doing something, this is going to sound weird, doing something about transitional housing in Rock County. We have, we, it is, we have so many families that are homeless right now. Um, and I believe that he's given me a vision. He's already, and since then, he's put two different people in my path that I didn't go seek out to make it happen. But I'm all I'm saying to you about that is, that I feel like it is important for us to make space for God to speak something into us. And it doesn't happen every time. As a matter of fact, most of the time, it doesn't happen. But if I'm not doing it on a regular basis, when the heck is God going to speak to me? Do you know what I'm saying? i gotta do, I got to give him space to speak. And so I listen. I let my mind wander. And I believe that day he gave me a vision. And every day since, I have gotten nothing. Um, but that's okay. Okay, before I let you go, I want to say something. Because I, I think what, what I don't want to happen is I don't want you to feel like, hey, I walked away from this place with all of this to-do list 
of things that I'm supposed to do in my alone time. That's not what this is about. Please don't feel like this is some big uh, weight that is pressed on you. We just, I just wanted to give you a sense of, of some of the things that you can do on your own because he is enough. I mean, he is the provider. He is the only one that matters. And so all the other stuff that we talked about is just are just tools to find him. They are not the end in and of itself. They are, they're not something that you have to feel like you're supposed to be doing. They're just tools to get to the one that matters. Thanks again for joining us on the Central and Janesville podcast. Remember to check us out at centraljanesville.com. Have a great week.